Hey you guys, before we get into today's episode, I just had a couple things that I wanted to talk about. First, the episode that you are going to hear today was pre-recorded and was supposed to go up last Tuesday, but due to recent events, as we all know, there's something a lot more pressing that had to be discussed and something that I really felt I needed to speak up about, so I decided to push this episode off. And I've now decided that I would like to upload it, but that comes with this caveat. And I really want to say that because I'm deciding to post another episode that is similar to the content that I usually post, that does not mean that I believe this movement is over. It doesn't mean that I don't think it's important. It doesn't mean that I think it was a trend. Um, I also hope that by me posting this and putting this out there that this in no way takes away from the incredible and important work that is being done by the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And I'm really, really dedicated to continuing to use my voice for that. And I'm hoping that as we go along with this podcast in the future that I'm able to continue to incorporate that that voice and that stance into my platform. I know that's extremely important to use my platform for good and I am so dedicated to continuing to do that. So I still want to foster these conversations. I still think that this is an incredibly important thing to talk about. And like I said before, I don't want you to see me uploading this episode and think, oh, well, I guess it's been a week, like it's over or she doesn't care anymore or maybe this isn't that big of an issue. And I'm here to say that that is not true, that these are important conversations that I want to continuously have and y'all know from last week's episode exactly where I stand on all of this so if you don't don't support my stance that black lives matter and that these are things that we need to continue to act upon and talk about then please just stop listening to my podcast honestly I don't want you here if you can't can't grasp the fact that there are important things going on in the world that need attention and I'm 100% recognizing that fact and if you follow me on Instagram you will see that I want to continue to post resources and talk about it and um I would love to have conversations about this with any of y'all in my DMs or if you know me personally, feel free to text me. Like This is something that is still important to me and I want to continue to be a resource for people. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to let y'all know that before you listen to this episode that I am still 100% aware of what's going on in the world and that... I know that there is more work that needs to be done and I am still working on educating myself. I think another thing that I want to stress to all of y'all is that social media is not the only way that you can be an activist or be a voice. Um, I want to use my platform since I do have one to be a voice, but that doesn't mean that's the only way. You know, you can go out to protests, you can donate money, you can talk about it with your friends and your family, have those uncomfortable conversations. You can watch the movies, watch the TV shows, or listen to the other podcasts that talk about this issue. Or most importantly, if you are at college and have the privilege of being formally educated on this subject, I highly, highly recommend that you seek out that education, that you find an African-American history class to take at your university I recently I think on my personal Instagram talked about the intro to African-American history class that I took um, last year and that was just an incredibly pivotal experience for me and something that maybe I'll talk more about in the future but yeah I highly encourage all of y'all if you have not If y'all have not formally educated yourself and you have that opportunity, please, please take that opportunity. But there are so many other ways, especially if you're not in college or don't have access to that kind of education, there are so many other ways to educate yourself. So just know that me posting about other things on social media doesn't mean that I'm not also doing the work in other areas of my life because at the end of the day, my whole life isn't on social media and I hope y'all know that. But 
One thing that I do want to do moving forward um, that this movement has kind of inspired me to do is to highlight an organization every single week that I will personally be donating to. Um, something that I feel like has a really important mission, whether it's necessarily coincides with my episode or not. I just want to use my voice to stand up for what's right and what's good and help support people that need it. So this week I've decided to spotlight the Loveland Foundation. Um, if y'all don't know what the Loveland Foundation is, it was started by Rachel Cargill, which I'm hoping that's how you say her last name. She has skyrocketed um, her followers on Instagram in the past few weeks. I think she went from like having 300k to like 1.5 million in like the course of two weeks and I have recently like found all the things that she has to say and it's just like so important this organization that she has. She founded it in 2018 and it's basically all about helping people of color or specifically black women and girls um, to have access to services that will not only help create opportunity for them in the future, but also heal from the issues that they've dealt with in the past, whether that's like therapy or fellowships or anything of the like. It's basically dedicated to creating opportunity for black women and girls to empower them and liberate their community. So I wholeheartedly think that this is a organization that deserves some recognition right now. And so I will be posting all the links of how you can find the organization. And if you go to their website, it's super easy to donate. So I highly recommend that even if it's $5, even if it's $10, even if it's $1, if if I had every single person who listens to each of my episodes donate $1, that would really like add up like quick. And we, I think, during this time have realized how far one dollar can go if we're all donating one dollar so i highly encourage you to donate and to just look more into this organization it's something that i feel like is really important to be recognized and if you don't follow rachel cargill on instagram you 1000 percent should she's um She's been really good about trying to educate people and just like share what's going on in the world and I really, really like her platform. So I highly encourage y'all to do that. But I hope that me saying this explains a little bit how I want to move forward with my podcast. Um, So like I said, me moving forward with my podcast does not mean that I'm forgetting everything that has happened. It means that I will be taking an active role in trying to move forward and adjust my lifestyle, educate myself, and do all of those things in order for me to be an activist and be a voice over time instead of this just being like me talking about it for two weeks and then it's over. So I hope that makes sense to y'all. I hope y'all understand where I'm coming from and I hope you realize that I am... As all content creators, I feel like right now are trying to figure out how to do the right thing. And I feel like for me, this is an important step and disclaimer that I needed to make before y'all listen to this episode. But yeah, that's really all I had to say. I hope all of y'all are hanging in there. I hope y'all are all making your voice heard and educating yourself and doing everything that you can to facilitate these conversations. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, it is super short, to the point, nine minutes long. And if you haven't listened to it, you should because, yeah, you just should. Like, it's it's not that hard to 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 listen and to learn. So, Yeah. I guess we'll go ahead and get into the episode now, but I really just quickly wanted to share that. So here we go, guys. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of What's Stopping You with Kelsey Jones. 
I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and today's episode is kind of inspired by just the growth on my podcast recently. In the past, I'd say three weeks, I've experienced something unlike anything ever before. The the numbers of people, you know, coming to listen to my podcast has just exploded, and I'm so grateful, so thankful for each and every one of you, and I wanted to do this episode so that y'all could kind of get to know me better because... The past few weeks were more about other people's journeys and their thoughts and feelings, which is great, but I kind of wanted to reel it in for today's episode. Make it about me. (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to keep this lighthearted. Y'all asked some pretty juicy questions, so I guess I will dive into those. But just in light of recent events, stuff going on in my life, you know, all that jazz, I, I knew I didn't want to create an episode all about staying on your grind or being productive and motivated and all that stuff because it just didn't like sit right with me and whenever I was deciding to record my podcast for the week I I just kind of thought to myself like what what feels right and I was looking at a list of podcast topics that I keep on hand and nothing was really speaking to me so I thought I would go ahead and just make this a little bit more conversational and do a Q&A. And it's kind of fitting because this is my 23rd episode. And if y'all don't know, 23 is my favorite number. So why not have my 23rd episode be all about me, you know? And it's the first episode in June, which is my birthday month. Um, I turn 21 at the end of this month. So very excited for that. I actually will be releasing an episode on my birthday because my birthday falls on a Tuesday. So that'll be an exciting episode. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, I wanted to have y'all ask me questions and I'm just going to answer them as honestly as possible. And like I said, there's some pretty juicy questions asked by y'all. So I wasn't able to actually include all of them first off because there was a lot of them. And second off, because some of them are like very personal questions that I'm not necessarily interested in answering on the internet. But a lot of these are things that will really help you learn a lot about who I am as a person. So I'm really excited for that. But if you didn't see me running the Q&A on my Instagram, be sure to follow the podcast Instagram. It's just at what's stopping you podcast on Instagram um, because that is where I will pull my questions from and also my personal Instagram as well. I'll ask questions on there. But yeah, be sure you follow those and the links are always in the description of the episode. So let's go ahead and get into it. So the first question that I got asked is what is the best compliment you've ever received? And before I tell you what it is, I want to say that this probably was a backhanded compliment. It probably wasn't meant to be a compliment, but I've actually over the years grown to feel like it's a compliment. So I'll just go ahead and say what it is. I feel like one of the best compliments I've ever been given is that I'm intimidating. And I guess it depends on your connotation or interpretation of intimidating. But to me, I... I'm kind of proud for that to be like a compliment of mine. That's kind of, that's an interesting way to start off the episode, but I honestly am proud of that because that that just goes to show that I'm doing something that either other people are too scared to do or other people, other people are jealous of. I don't know that jealous is the right word, but I just feel like it's not necessarily a bad thing for other people to be intimidated by you and that's kind of one of the best compliments I've received and that's like something that I've definitely learned to love and accept about myself over the years. I have gotten this compliment since I was in high school. I remember one of my close friends who I'm still friends with now and he goes to the University of Texas with me. Um, We were just like talking probably when I was like 15 or 16 and I was like, I don't understand why boys don't like me and I was having this conversation with him and he said Kelsey it's because you're so intimidating to them and that's when like something kind of clicked in my mind that oh my gosh like I'm powerful I'm smart I'm intelligent I I have you know the total package I don't know I don't mean to like brag about myself right now but like I have a lot going for me and guys find that hard to compete with or to live up to so Um, It's not just in like relationships or dating that that is a compliment to me. I feel like just in general that if people are intimidated by 
my intellect or by my talent. I, I, I don't know. I've, I find that interesting and I, I kind of enjoy that. I don't know what y'all think about that, but that's, that's my answer. I don't know if that's a good answer, but we'll keep moving on. My second question was, when are you the most inspired? And I would say there are kind of two times a day when I'm most inspired, either right when I wake up and right when I go to bed. Um, But it's generally when either I'm being super productive and I'm just getting so much done that I don't want to stop, you know, that flow state of, you know, getting things done, checking things off my to-do list. And I'm just like continually inspired and thinking, oh, well, I need to do this too. Oh, I could do this and like just keep going. So like whenever I have days that are like 14 to 16 hours long of just like working nonstop, like those are some of the days when I feel the most inspired and the most motivated to keep going with whatever I'm doing, which sounds a little crazy, I know, because a 16 hour day, like, am I crazy? Probably. But yeah, that's like one time when I feel most inspired is just like when I wake up and I have like a mission for what to accomplish for the day. But another time I feel really inspired is literally when I'm alone with my thoughts at night. I have the problem, the chronic issue of thinking way too much right before I go to bed. And it's not even about like sad things or like yeah it's not like a bad thing it's like I literally will think about anything and everything under the sun right before I go to bed so that's probably why I have trouble sleeping but uh, I'll think about you know oh what do I want to do tomorrow oh well what can I what can I work on for this project oh how how do I want to grow my career like just random stuff will pop into my head and I'll have all these thoughts about like what I could do for a certain situation or how I should move forward with a project or how I should respond in a situation that you know might not be going my way or what kind of conversation I need to have with someone or any host of things I definitely think that that's one of the times when I feel most inspired is I have all these ideas come to the surface and I really just like want to act on them because you know whenever all the ideas are flowing you want to just go 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 um, which makes it hard to sleep at night but I definitely feel really inspired right when I go to bed and a lot of times I have to sit down and like write all my thoughts out or put it you know in a voice memo on my phone or something I have to like get it out of my brain in order to sleep at night because I can't just like be thinking about it all night. But yeah, definitely feel most inspired right when I wake up and right when I go to bed. And that's why I need my midday latte all the time because in the middle of the day, I am struggling. My third question is, will you ever leave Austin? And actually multiple people ask me this. So if you don't know, I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. I go to college in Austin, Texas. And so I've lived here for all 20, almost 21 years of my life. And yes, I 100% plan to leave Austin. I honestly don't have much tying me down to stay in Austin after graduation. It's not like there's a company that I really want to work for here and my family lives here, but also like my sister's in another state and my parents might move and my my extended family doesn't even live in Austin so nothing is really tying me to live in Austin other than that I love it here but I know 100% I don't want to spend the rest of my life in Austin because I just feel like that's so boring you know maybe one day I'll move away and then come back but I 100% am leaving Austin I don't know if it's going to be for my first job it might be but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But definitely within my 20s, for sure, I will be living somewhere else and doing that whole thing. Next, someone asked, what's my favorite holiday? And this is an easy question. Hands down, always Christmas, without a doubt. Christmas time is the most amazing time of year. Even though I don't like the cold, I just feel like there's such warm vibes about Christmas and I love I love clothes in the winter like that's one of my favorite like clothing seasons and it's just so cozy and uh, I just I love Christmas I could talk about Christmas all day but favorite holiday is definitely Christmas next question was what is an irrational fear that you have and this one I had to think about for a while but I feel like what I'm about to say is not super irrational but it's 
just slightly abnormal. I don't know. I'm afraid of flying on airplanes. And the funny thing is that this has never stopped me from flying on an airplane. I actually hate road trips so much. I would rather fly on an airplane and have anxiety for hours and feel like I'm about to die than to go on a road trip. So does that mean I'm really not scared of it? I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm messed up. But, <laughs> but yeah, I really, really don't like airplanes. I don't know why there wasn't, there wasn't like a certain thing that's happened to me that has caused me to hate airplanes. I've been in a couple, on a couple planes where there was a lot of turbulence or like flying through thunderstorms and just like, it's just scared me. And I spe- especially as a kid, you know, I traveled a lot with my family and so we were on planes a lot and, you know, just bad weather on a plane just scares the hell out of me. So Yeah, I'm afraid of flying on airplanes, but that doesn't really stop me from flying on airplanes. I just kind of accept that for the next however many hours I'm going to be on the plane that I'm going to hate my life, but I always make it through. I haven't died yet, and yeah, we're just going to stay positive about flying on planes. (laughs) My next question was, what is your current music that's on repeat? So I wanted to say this because it has legitimately been like the one thing that I can listen to at all times in any mood, in any time of day, like waking up, going to bed, happy, sad, anything is the new album from The Weeknd. It's called After Hours and I feel like it just encompasses all emotions in each and every song and just really speaks to my soul and I just love that kind of music and I've been a fan of The Weeknd for a long time. I've been a fan of his since literally his trilogy album, EP, whatever came out in like 2011 or 2012 and for a while I kind of like fell off of his music. I wasn't a huge fan of his like uh, story behind the madness or something behind the madness album. See, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that album. It was too, like, pop for me. And then in this album, he kind of mixed, like, the perfect amount of pop with R&B, with soul, and, like, sad. And I don't know. It was just everything. I needed an album at the right time. It dropped in, like, March at the beginning of quarantine. And it's really just been getting me through, sister. So, yeah, definitely The Weeknd's new album. Highly recommend you listen to it. There's not a single song on it that I don't like or that I skip when I listen to the album. All right, so the next question that I got was, what are some resources for teaching yourself graphic design? And I'm just going to preface this with I don't have a great answer for you. Because if y'all don't know, I'm a graphic designer. That's what I go to college for. And that is the career that I'm pursuing after college. But I have been formally trained in graphic design since I was in like seventh grade. I've had formal education. I've never really had to learn on my own because I've just, I've been in graphic design classes. I go to college for it. So I've never really had to search for outside resources on how to be a graphic designer. So I don't have like great resources for you. If you can't get that formal education, I highly recommend finding some way to formally educate yourself. But if you can't do that, I highly recommend just going on YouTube. I think that's like the way that I educate myself. If there's like something I want to do in Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever that I don't know how to do off the top of my head, I'll just Google it, watch a YouTube video, find it out. But if you want like a whole course on like how to use Adobe or something from literally knowing absolutely nothing to, you know, having some skills in graphic design. I highly recommend just using resources like LinkedIn Learning. That's how I learned to use After Effects, um, which if you don't know what After Effects is, it's an animation uh, software as part of the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite, which is like what Photoshop and Illustrator and all those things are in. Uh, so I use LinkedIn Learning to learn the basics of of After Effects, and I also recommend using Skillshare. I actually like recently started looking around at Skillshare because if you listened to last week's ap- episode, you know Natalie Barbu. She is either sponsored by Skillshare on YouTube or she just talks about Skillshare a lot. So I I heard of it before, and I decided to 
deep dive and learn a little bit more about it. And they definitely have some incredible resources and some incredible free resources as well. I'm not sure particularly for graphic design, but just in general, it seems like they have a lot of stuff you can learn on their platform. So those are kind of my recommendations. Again, I don't think those are great answers, but yeah, I don't know that I'm the right person to ask for this because I haven't had to learn graphic design by myself. I've always been taught by somebody else. Next question is, how do I keep going when I feel burnt out or I feel like I know I'm about to be burnt out? And my answer 100% of the time is to keep your goal in mind, your end goal, what you're working towards, because that at the end of the day will continue to motivate you to work on whatever is causing you to feel burnt out. For example, today's episode, I I really didn't feel inspired to talk about something that y'all could like take away and implement into your daily lives because those type of episodes where I kind of teach y'all are very difficult to do. They're not easy. I have to really think about it. It takes me a few days to formulate my thoughts and produce it. And this type of episode is not that way. I'm just kind of talking. It's a lot more conversational and a lot less articulate and we're just having a good time here. So for example, I really didn't want to do one of those kind of episodes this week because I didn't feel like I had the time or the energy to talk about something that I could teach y'all or inspire y'all to do. So basically, I I knew I needed to get an episode up because my goal is to continue to grow my podcast and the growth so far has been amazing and I don't want to like ruin the streak that I'm on. So I just kind of kept the goal in mind and decided to adapt. So that's why you're getting this episode today, which I'm not saying that this is like worse than my other episodes. I'm just saying that it's a little bit different than what I always usually do because just kind of going with the flow and whatever feels right to me. So yeah, when you feel burnt out, keep the goal in mind and figure out how to adapt to continue to pursue the goals, but also allow yourself to rest. And if you haven't listened to my burnout episode, you 1000% should. Next question is, what's a fun story you like to tell about yourself? And when I wrote this question down and when I saw someone ask this, I honestly for a moment was like, what fun stories do I even have about my life? And that was like, a moment for me because I was like, oh my gosh, my life is not that exciting, which at the end of the day, I really don't think it has been that exciting. I mean, cool stuff has happened to me, but it's not like something that I feel like is so entertaining or something that people want to hear, you know, me talk about. I don't know. I was just having like a moment whenever I read this question and it made me made me question my entire life. But I think a fun story I like to tell that a lot of people either don't know about me or would be interested to hear more about um, is my gymnastics career. So I was a gymnast for a very, very long time growing up as a child, and I actually was a trampoline gymnast, and this is like the part that people find interesting. And a lot of people don't even know that trampoline gymnastics exists. Trampolining is in the Olympics, in the Summer Olympics. And that's what I did. I mean, I didn't go to the Olympics, but I'm just saying I was a trampoline gymnast. I actually also did tumbling as well. And it's a whole offshoot of traditional gymnastics. So when I was a gymnast, I didn't do like bar or beam or like floor routine, dancing, any of that stuff that you think of when you think of like Gabby Douglas or Simone Biles or Sean Johnson or, you know, all those big names. You think that's what gymnastics is, but I actually did a different kind of gymnastics. So I would jump 20 plus feet in the air, do a bunch of flips in the air. And that experience just as a kid was unlike anything else in the world. That feeling of jumping up so high in the sky and feeling like you're flying. That's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like cry about it because I miss it so much. But it's just like unlike any other feeling in the world. It just, you feel so free. You feel so in control and powerful and yeah, I absolutely loved that part of my life and I'm very sad that it ended. If you didn't know, I also had two ACL reconstructions, both on my left knee, I think three years apart from each other because of gymnastics. So it's a love-hate relationship and those injuries ended my career, but I I like telling people that I was a gymnast because people think it's cool and it was a really important part of my life and my upbringing for sure. Number 10, not very juicy, but what's my go-to coffee order? 
definitely an oat milk latte. It's easy. It's simple. It's something I feel like nowadays you can order anywhere. I feel like most places have oat milk, which Starbucks needs to hop on the oat milk wave because I think they only have like almond milk and soy milk and I don't like either of those and I try to not eat a bunch of dairy or drink a bunch of milk, you know? So yeah, anywhere I can get an oat milk latte, I will support. So I don't really go to Starbucks ever because they don't have oat milk. So oat milk latte is my go-to coffee order. Question number 11 is what are you most proud of in your life? And I wish I had thought about this beforehand because now that I'm talking, I'm coming up empty. But I I think the thing that I'm most proud of myself for is just having the courage to do things that nobody else is doing, at least at my age or just the people around me. Um, For example, I, I was the first person of my friend group or the people that I knew to have an internship. I was... I'm the only person that I'm friends with or (laughs) I'm not, I mean, I guess I'm friends with myself, but I'm the only person that I know that has a podcast, at least before I started the podcast and met a bunch of friends in the podcasting world. And I have so many awesome podcast girlfriends. So if y'all are listening, which I know you are, I love all of you. And we have awesome Tuesday Zoom happy hours and it's really, it's really incredible and an amazing community. But anyway, I didn't know anybody prior that had a podcast other than like famous people and I feel like there's just so many other things that I've done in my life that took a lot of courage for me to do because no one else was doing it and that's something I'm really proud of myself for huh that was like an emotional moment okay number 12 what has quarantine taught you and I feel like everyone asks this question so I thought I'd go ahead and answer it but I had to pause for a moment because the people in the apartment above me, I swear to God, are moving their furniture all the time. It sounds insanely loud and I really hope y'all can't hear it and I am trying to listen back to some of the audio I've already recorded, making sure it's not like ruining this whole podcast. So if you hear like any additional noises, just know that I am so sorry and my upstairs neighbors really need to knock it off because I'm trying to record here, people. All right, what was I What was I doing? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What has quarantine taught me? Okay, like I said, everyone asks this question, and I think I would say that quarantine has taught me to be very self-sufficient, and I know that people who know me are like, what are you talking about, Kelsey? You're already very self, self-sufficient. And that's definitely true to an extent, but more so than just being self-sufficient, I feel like I've learned how to be okay with being alone. And if you haven't been able to tell already, since I have a podcast, I am a pretty extroverted person. I'm, I'm pretty good at like interacting with people that I don't know or just putting myself out there. I feel like most of y'all have probably picked up on that by now. Um, but if you haven't, I am definitely an extrovert, so... For all of us fellow extroverts in quarantine, it's definitely been difficult to go without social interaction. And for a long time, I was quarantined with my family, so it wasn't like I was alone alone, but it was definitely still like an isolating feeling to be away from the people you see every day and your friends and your coworkers and just all the fun stuff you used to do. And so I think quarantine has really taught me how to be okay with being by myself or just not being with my friends as often or being with other people that I love and just how to continue to make myself happy while I'm by myself and I think that's something that especially if you're young and you know you're learning to be independent and you're finding yourself and all of that that's a really important thing to go through is to be okay by yourself and not feel like you need other people necessarily to make yourself happy so I think that's just been a really important learning experience for me and I'm sure a lot of y'all can relate to that so that's what I've learned next up someone asked what do you love most about yourself that isn't a physical trait so something like within myself and this is oh this is a hard question what do I love most about myself 
Wow. Okay. So I definitely love just my confidence. I feel like that's something that I know that I'm a very confident person and I feel very confident in the direction that I'm moving with my life. And I'm also very confident about adapting to different situations because I know that even though I have a plan, things aren't always going to go my way. And I feel very confident about the fact that if something, if life throws a curveball at me, I will be able to, you know, pivot or uh, adapt to whatever the situation is and continue to move forward with my goals. So that's one thing that I really love about myself. And that's something also that I don't think I was like naturally born that way. I think it took like a lot of time of knowing myself and just growing into that person so if you don't feel like you're very confident in either who you are or where you're going just know that it takes time and it takes self-discovery and it's not something that you're just born with because we weren't born knowing exactly who we are and what we wanted to be so just a little tidbit for you next question is what is your biggest fear which I kind of talked about this in my fear of the future episode but I definitely, if I'm like deep down thinking about what is my biggest fear in my life, I definitely think my biggest fear is just disappointing myself and other people. I think more so than disappointing other people, I don't want to disappoint myself. I know that I'm the harshest critic of me. That Was that even English? I'm my harshest critic. And I don't ever want to feel like I'm not good enough or I haven't done enough or I've disappointed myself. That is probably the worst feeling to me in the world is feeling like I tried so hard and I fell short. And then once I feel disappointed in myself, that that makes me think, well, are other people disappointed in me? Um, How do other people view this situation? So I definitely think that's like a huge fear that all of us have. And at the end of the day, whenever... I go into my career or I go off into the world and things happen, I don't want to ever feel like I've done something to disappoint myself or other people that I care about. If you're like a random, I really don't care what you think about me, but like for the people who know me very personally and are invested in my life and my growth and all that stuff, I I would hate to ever feel like I've disappointed anyone. So disappointment is my biggest fear for sure. 16 is what is your biggest regret and I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly say that when I was thinking about this I was like what bad memories do I have in my life and I can't off the top of my head think of like bad things that have happened to me and that's not to say that bad things haven't happened to me I think I think it's because I kind of suppress all the bad things that have ever happened to me and like not think about them. So I honestly think my brain has just like blocked out negative memories in my brain. And maybe that's why I'm so positive is because I no longer think about or worry about the bad things. I only focus on the good things. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe I need a therapist. I don't know. But yeah, I couldn't think of anything like awful happening in my life that I really regretted doing or saying. But I think just in general, which I know this isn't as juicy I can't think of another word for for juicy I, I kind of hate that word honestly do y'all hate that word it's like saying moist I hate the word moist I feel like most people do um juicy is one of those words okay I'm gonna stop saying that um Kelsey get it together girl all right um my biggest regret I feel like in my life is just not being as open and honest with people when I needed to be and letting things continue to pile up and continue to bother me until I explode that's like my biggest problem with friendships with relationships is that I don't address issues as they come up I address them whenever I feel like I'm ready to address all of them in one moment and I know that's not healthy and I feel like it's less common for for girls to be like that I feel like that's a very common thing for boys to do and I don't know like a ton of girls that are like that that just like let it like bottle it up and let it let it build until you know you explode but yeah I think that's one of my biggest regrets is just like in different situations it's not like with a specific person or uh, in a specific situation but there have been so many times in my life where I kind of bottled up my emotions until you know I 
I couldn't take it anymore and I just like let it all out and I was either angry or sad or just felt some kind of like uncontrollable emotions like for example I'll give this example like when I was 17 and I had my second ACL surgery I I knew after you know I went to the doctor and they said I would need surgery again I knew in that moment like my gymnastics career was over because I was 17 I wouldn't be fully recovered till I was 18 and then I would be about to go off to college and I knew my parents were not trying to get me back into gymnastics after a second knee surgery so I after that I knew that my gymnastics career was over and I just oh my god I'm gonna cry (laughs) I just remember that the the day after that doctor's appointment when my doctor was like we gotta do surgery and we were planning the surgery and I had really just kept it all together that I was I was sitting at I was sitting at my mom's bed and I we were just talking about it and it was just like very candid very casual and I remember like the moment my mom said like it's okay to cry about it like because she knew oh my god I'm, I'm this is my first cry on a podcast guys um she she said like it's okay to cry about it because she knew how important it was to me and that it was like a, a loss in my life because it was such a huge part of my identity and who I was growing up and yeah I just I was bottling it up for so long I I knew from the moment that it happened to the day that I went to the doctor that something was wrong and that this was a very real possibility, but I didn't talk to people about it. I didn't let it affect me. I continued on with my normal life like nothing happened and my friends didn't even know that something was up. And after that, that doctor's appointment and talking with my mom, like after that, that was the moment where like I just went crazy and I let it out and I just screamed and cried and I know like that's what you need to do to get it out but I just I really regret a lot in my life just the times when I didn't let it out when I needed to and I waited too long to a point where it really really just sucked (sighs) okay I need to get it together girl all right let me let me take a quick water break I'll be right back (laughs) Okay, I have restored my emotional stability and I'm ready to finish out these questions. We're almost done. Number 17 is, do you think you'll ever get a tattoo? And ah, I don't know, girl. I, okay, I want to say that I like tattoos. I find them attractive. I have a lot of friends who have tattoos. I don't have like people that have like crazy sleeves or anything, but I have a lot of friends who have little dainty tattoos and they have a lot of meaning and all of that. And I feel like if I had a tattoo, like it would have to be something very meaningful because obviously it would be on your body for the rest of your life. But I don't feel like I'm in a rush to get one. I feel like there will be maybe a moment in my life when there's something that I want to hold on to for the rest of my life that I will decide to get a tattoo. And I have a couple places on my body that I think I would get one, but I never would get like fully tatted or I would never like, you know, go crazy. I think I like the really small, delicate kind. So yeah, maybe like one or two ever in my life. If that, I don't even know. I'm not... I'm not like set on getting one. It's not like Kelsey will definitely get a tattoo one day, but I think it's like an option if I if I decide to do that. So that is the tea on that. I mean, it's not that exciting. It's just an I don't know answer. Next question is what's a big insecurity of yours? Um, I think my biggest insecurity and we're not going to like go into like physical characteristics because I feel like every girl out there in the world like hates something about their body and that's just like how life is I don't know a single girl that just like loves everything about their body like if, you, if you're one of those girls please please teach me how to do that but I think my biggest insecurity is the the way I come off to people um, like my first impression I get 
I get really insecure sometimes when meeting new people that I will give them the wrong first impression because I feel like I'm a very loud person. I say what I want. I say what I mean and I'm just very like dominating in a conversation. I don't usually shy away from a conversation which is kind of funny because I used to be really shy Um, and I think it just came with confidence and now I've gotten to the point where I feel like sometimes I will say things as a joke and it will come off the wrong way and make a bad first impression and so like that's one of my biggest insecurities is that people will judge me right off the bat which is is very true a first impression is literally a first judgment but people will judge me right off the bat for something that I say or something that I did that that they took the wrong way because they don't know me and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm out here like offending people left and right but I know that I can be like a little a little much for people whenever they first meet me and this isn't usually like in a in a corporate setting or like a workplace setting I feel like I'm very reserved in the workplace usually until I'm very comfortable because I want to be a very polite and respectful and not super overwhelming but whenever I'm having fun with my friends and don't have a care in the world and I meet someone and I talk to them I feel like sometimes I can be a little much for people and I need to like dial it back sometimes but that's my personality for sure and that makes me insecure at times. Next question made me smile so that's why I put it in here. Um, It's not that exciting but they asked when did you realize that Santa isn't real (laughs) which I think is really funny question to ask in a Q&A. So I definitely realized Santa isn't real in like fourth or fifth grade. I don't have like a moment that I remember like like it clicking that Santa isn't real but I do remember it was either in fourth or fifth grade because I was at my new elementary school I went to a new one um, that got built when I was in fourth grade so I was in the at the playground in my new elementary school in fourth or fifth grade and I remember like my friends started talking about it and we all kind of came to the agreement that Santa isn't real and I was just like mind blown And I don't think there's like one person in particular who ruined it for me. But then like my sister and I would talk about it when we were in like fifth grade. And I think my parents knew at some point that we didn't believe in Santa anymore. But I feel like they still like held on till I was like at least 12. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I definitely I feel like fourth or fifth grade is like a normal time to figure out Santa isn't real. But Uh, It was funny to say because I have a younger cousin or all my my cousins are actually younger than me, but I have like a significantly younger cousin who uh, I remember every time we would go for Christmas, like when I was in high school uh, to my family's house for Christmas, we would be like, so does he still believe in Santa? Like, what do we, what do we say? What do we do? Like, do we talk about Santa? Do we not talk about Santa? That's always like the most important question at Christmas time, but Now I think he doesn't believe in Santa anymore because he's like 12, I think. I think he's at the age where it is is understood that Santa is not real. But I just wanted to throw that one in there. And last question that I'm going to answer because I feel like this is a good one to leave off on is would you consider yourself an emotional person? And... I feel like from the outside, a lot of people would be like, oh, Kelsey, no, she's not super emotional. Like, she keeps it together. She definitely, I mean, she obviously has feelings, but it's not like she cries all, t- all the time. And I've never seen Kelsey cry before and blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like most people think that about me, which is very odd to me. Because even though I know I do bottle up my emotions until I explode, but I feel like I'm very open about having feelings. I just don't like express them publicly. So like people, I will talk to people about being upset or being angry or, you know, having, you know, quote unquote negative emotions, but it's not like I'm crying in front of people. It's not like I'm, you know, depressed in front of people or yelling at people usually. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like I don't express those emotions in public, but I definitely talk about them. So I don't know if people actually consider me an emotional person, but personally, I would definitely say I feel a lot of feelings and sometimes I have so many feelings that I don't want to feel any of them and that's when, you know, the whole piling up situation happens, um, which happens more often than I wish it would happen. But 
yeah, I would definitely consider myself an emotional person, just not very publicly. And I feel like that's okay. I mean, as long as you're talking, if you're the same way, as long as you're talking about it, like you do you and I, I don't really want to cry in front of people because honestly crying in front of other people makes me cry even more. So that maybe that's why I don't like to cry in front of other people, but I just cried on the podcast today. So y'all can now understand that I'm a very emotional person. And I definitely feel like as a kid, I was even more emotional. Like my hormones must've been way out of whack back then, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say on that. Yes. I'm an emotional person, I guess. I don't know. So that is all I have for y'all today. I hope you enjoyed this kind of episode where I just sat down and talked with y'all. It was very conversational, got really real and honest with you guys. But yeah, I just felt like it was the most appropriate thing to do considering the situation in the world and just the fact that I didn't feel like I wanted to push out some content that I wasn't proud of. That's like the last thing I want to do is make a podcast episode when I'm super uninspired and it just suck because at the end of the day I'm here to help y'all and if I really don't feel like I can help y'all through what I'm gonna say then what's the point you know so that's all I have to say on that I hope if you're new here you continue to stick around thank you so much for being here and I hope you got to know a little bit more about me because there's definitely a lot of stuff that y'all don't know especially if you only know me from the internet which is wild at this point to me that there are so many of y'all who have never met me in real life have I've never had a phone call with and that you're still following me on this journey and it's just wild oh my gosh sometimes I like need to like I don't know. I just like have to pinch myself and be like, this is happening. This is real. Things are moving into place. Things are exciting. So yeah, next week will definitely be a more informative episode where I like talk through a certain issue or situation. I don't know what it's going to be yet, um, but I'm sure it will be much more helpful and informative than this one. But I hope you enjoy just kind of getting to know me a little bit better and seeing what my life is about. I don't know. I hope I hope this was fun. I think it was definitely fun for me and I always like to just get behind the mic and talk for however long it takes me to podcast and just kind of let all my feelings and thoughts out. So this was definitely a good episode for me to record and I hope it was a great episode for y'all to listen to. So again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate the love and support from each and every one of you. And if you want to go follow me on Instagram, be sure that you do. The links are always in the description of the episode. And if I do another Q&A in the future, which I'm sure I'll do one in a few months down the line, then you'll be able to ask me questions. Or feel free to like shoot me a question anytime um, through DM or whatever. I'd be happy to answer it. But yeah, another thing I did want to say is I got a ton of questions. I meant to say this in the beginning. I'm dumb. But I got a ton of questions about podcasting, probably because a lot of my listeners are podcasters as well. I got a lot of questions about podcasting, and I honestly didn't feel like this was the episode to address all of those. And I know a lot of my listeners also aren't podcasters and don't really care um, about like how I grow my audience or what's my favorite thing about podcasting, you know, all those things. So I'm going to go ahead and reserve answering all those questions for an IG live that I'm going to do at some point. Uh, So if you are a podcaster and want to ask me questions specifically about podcasting, I will be doing a live at some point. And if you want to tune in, you got to be sure to follow me on Instagram because then you'll get the notification when I go live. And I'll give y'all like an advance notice so you can prepare accordingly to watch or to listen or whatever. So that's just one thing I wanted to say. Sorry I left that for the end, but if you made it all the way to the end, thank you. And if you're a podcaster, I promise I will answer your questions then. But that's it, you guys. I hope you have an incredible week. Thanks for sticking around with me. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, like I said, probably seven times already. But yeah, I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys.